All right, so let's start with the rapid fire rounds. The first one is describe what your organization does in one sentence. We build blockchains and blockchain applications, including video games built on blockchains and for people who really like video game virtual items. How long does it take you to get ready in the mornings? Very quick, probably two minutes. <laughs> Most valuable skill you've learned in life? To be the dumbest person in the room. City in which the best kiss of your life happened? That must be Oakland, California. How many speakers can you name at this conference? Probably two. Who are? Tim Draper. And then uh, Gareth, who works at Cointelegraph. In one sentence, describe one problem that your organization is facing. Finding exceptionally talented people. How do you relax? I play video games. A habit of yours that you hate. I go down rabbit holes a lot with data. I swim in data. Work from home or work from office? Neither. I'm generally on the road. Most embarrassing moment of your life? That's a tough one. I've had many. How many hours of sleep can you survive on? Survive very little, but not thrive. I like to get at least seven hours. Your favorite app? Discord. Biggest mistake of your career? Believing that the internet bubble after it burst would take 10 years to recover and not three. First movie that comes to your mind when I say the word technology? Avatar. How many cups of coffee do you drink in a day? I'm more of a tea person. Favorite Netflix show? I think it's on Netflix, uh, Witcher. But it could be, it could be Amazon Prime. Netflix, yeah. Oh, it is. So let's go on to the longer questions. The first one is, what type of demand are you seeing on your end in regard to NFTs? Demand in particular around video gaming still remains pretty good. But as far as the category of, of NFTs that really ushered in the big interest in 2021, which is collectibles, those have dropped off substantially, down 95% in demand is what I would guess. So what led to this bubble happening in the first place? Uh, people love novelty. People love new things. And the vast majority of people who uh, started looking at NFTs were not familiar with video game virtual item trading. That's something I've been doing for many years. And skins, which are video game virtual items that are of cosmetic value. They don't really have in-game utility. They didn't have a lot of experience with those, so these were super cool to them. And the fact that you could trade them outside of uh, the four walls of a video game made them exciting because you could flip them, you could make money off them, uh, and, I, and, and never have to worry about somebody confiscating them. And so I think that's what got it. It was just brand new concept that they had never been exposed to before. And so what other things has the video game world lent to the tech world and what other things it might lend to the tech world in the future, you think? Well, video games have been uh, at the forefront of consumer adoption of a lot of, of core internet technologies. For instance, when uh, we went from dial-up internet access to DSL, 
the drive to DSL was because people wanted to play MMORPGs, massively multiplayer online uh, role-playing games. And then you had people who wanted better graphics and they didn't like pixelated content. And that led to the rise of companies like NVIDIA that made graphic accelerator chips that allowed much better rendering of images. And very soon we are going to have uh, wearable, low price point, but pretty good uh, glasses that people are going to be able to use for augmented reality and for virtual reality. And I think a big application of both AR and VR is going to be video games as well. So video games really push the edge of technology because we always want more realistic uh, games. And because there are so many concurrent users in a big game, you could have a million concurrent users. That's an overwhelming amount of computing and storage and bandwidth that's required. So video games have really pushed uh, the technical development of a lot of what we consider core internet technologies. And so what video games do you play? Because you mentioned earlier that's how you like to spend time. I'm a first-person shooter guy. So I love uh, CSGO, Counter-Strike Global Offensive. Uh, it's also uh, an area where we've traded a lot of their skins in my companies. Uh, I love PUBG, uh, Player Unknown Battlegrounds. That's uh, uh, kind of a, a more whimsical-looking characters, but uh, Battle Royale style where you get dropped in with 100 guys in a little city and last man standing sort of... Uh, role-playing game. I, I like both of those probably more than any others. I'm not as big on the, the quest style games. I mostly like uh, the shooting games. Okay. Uh, so we are headed into, into the digital economy, a token economy where cryptos are a big part of it. So where do you see cryptos and NFTs in the next three to four years? Well, I think NFTs are right now, uh, we've had phase one, which was just the introduction of them uh, in 2020, 2021, and first half of 2022, lots of people were new to blockchain specifically because they got attracted to 10 NFTs. And now we're going to go into the utility aspect of NFTs. So how do we make them useful for more than just a collectible that you flip? That takes a lot more effort. The business models of those is more time consuming. The smart contracts are more complicated. And so I suspect in the next two to four years, you'll see more utility coming out of out of NFTs, but uh, the, the innovation pace will take longer simply because it's more complex. Uh, NFTs have special properties. And if you think about them, don't think about them as uh, a snippet of a video or a music clip or, or an image. That's an application of an NFT. What an NFT is, is it's a technology that allows you to send a item to another person where that other person knows instantly at no cost with no effort that what you gave them is authentic. Now that characteristic is actually unique. I know of nothing else in the universe that has that particular characteristic where I can send something to you, even anonymously, you don't even know who I am, but you get it and know instantly at no cost with no effort that it's the genuine thing. And if you think about it, there's so many things in life that if you knew that was true, there'd be a lot more trading that would go on, but there really isn't. I mean, diamonds, there are synthetic diamonds that are not real. Uh, gold, you and I wouldn't know how to tell if it's real gold. We'd have to go to an assay office, right? Uh, certainly a work of art. 
there's always controversies around work of art. Is it the real one? This is the reason why uh, in the art world, the providence of an item, meaning the chain of custody, the original creator to whoever holds it now, that's the reason it's so important to, to, to link that. And so many great pieces of art have lost value because we haven't been able to prove the providence. Blockchain has solved that. It, it is impossible to fake. So I think you will see more and more people over time because it is a new concept embracing it. And NFTs will become a very big uh, medium for things that provide tradable value. So what are the key markets that we think are going to get disrupted with this? I think virtually every industry will incorporate NFTs. Disrupted? Uh, I don't know. I don't know. Although the video game industry, that's that, there'll be a level of disruption there because so many people spend so much money. 200 billion USD every year is spent on video game virtual items. And yet almost all video game companies refuse to let you trade them. So this is a big innovation. Having an NFT instead of the video game virtual item allows the holder of that to trade it, to borrow against it, you know, to to uh, swap it with someone else's. This is something that's been very hard to do with traditional video games because they haven't liked the idea of you trading them. So video games will be a big one. Music, I think, will have an impact, though I don't think the first generation of NFTs, music-oriented NFTs, is where we're going to wind up because they didn't add a ton of value. Um, I think in the areas of identity, lots and lots of companies exist that exist literally just to prove that uh, you are who you say you are. Many companies employing lots of people. The thing about an NFT is it does that really almost for free. Uh, if you get a passport and it's an NFT-based passport, the passport office would know the day you got it. They would know it went to your specific blockchain address. No one would ever be able to fake that. And really, it would be impossible to lose because once something is on the blockchain, it's there permanently. So those are those are kind of three broad areas. And then, of course, money. The, the, the uh, idea that you can create NFTs that have stores of value that can be traded with other people as a money substitute, I think is another big, big area. And uh, as I said, I think most businesses will incorporate NFTs. Some of them might be disruptive or some of them just might benefit from them. Uh, they will look very different though. You know, what people think about NFTs today, uh, a picture or, or a, 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 a strip of music, that is just the application. That's the most important thing to understand. It's just one application of an NFT. So how strong do you think is the argument that goes around that the widespread use of NFTs would be, it would be environmentally damaging? So no longer does that uh, criticism really hold any value. It did at one point because a lot of NFTs were built on the Ethereum blockchain. And Ethereum was what we call a proof of work blockchain and that meant a lot of computing power was needed to operate it and that created some co2 emissions well uh ethereum has changed it's now a proof of stake blockchain so it uses less than one percent of the energy it did before but also many blockchains today mine the one i created called wax has always been um uh co2 neutral and in fact is much more uh, environmentally friendly than, let's say, uh, a website like Amazon. And the reason is because there's very little energy used to create an NFT. 
what what caused nfts to have co2 emissions was the blockchain they wrote on so if you move most of the nft transaction volume to proof of stake blockchains you will have very little uh greenhouse gases being created so i think the 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 consumer base globally now is becoming more and more aware of this. It took a couple of years, but I think that concern has really subsided. The only blockchain, and it is the biggest, that hasn't done this yet is, of course, Bitcoin. And I don't think the Bitcoin blockchain core developers want to switch to proof of stake. Having said that, I work with lots of Bitcoin blockchain mining companies, and most of them use renewable energy now in order to do their their computing their mining and so there really isn't any excess co2 emissions from most of the mining done on on bitcoin so hopefully that that becomes more well understood okay so what do you think about the current valuations of nfts it's it's uh obviously it's in the eye of the beholder i will say i thought the valuations got very high during 2021, which is which is very typical of most new technologies. There is this enthusiasm stage where everybody wants to have the coveted thing and they'll pay a lot for it. Now, keep in mind, people were paying with very uh, inflated cryptocurrencies as well, right? A lot of the currencies were, were uh, many times more valuable than they are today since we've had a pullback in the market. So people were paying for a lot of these NFTs with inflated token valuations. So that's one way to think about it. But I also think what we built WAX for was for NFTs that would be roughly between $1 and $10 each, because that's what video game virtual items usually trade for. And we came from that industry. As you work on a chain like ours, WAX, where what you have is very low cost uh, to, to actually transfer a, a token from one person to another, virtually nothing. That is um, a lot more attractive than, let's say, how Ethereum works, where you're you're spending sometimes dur during periods of peak congestion, you could spend $100. Um, so valuations, I think, have been impacted by people understanding that, all right, this was a bit of a hype phase and now it's retreated a little. But also, as more and more people get them, the majority of NFTs are going to be ordinary nfts they're not going to be super highly valuable collectible nfts the majority of blockchain video gaming nfts are going to be one dollar to ten dollar type of nfts and then if you're going to speculate on them it's like speculating on anything a, a rare piece of art or you know a car a bottle of wine it's risky can you explain how rax allows anyone to access nfts easily Sure. So we built Wax as a, in 2017, as a blockchain purpose built for NFTs, both collectible NFTs as well as video game NFTs. We were very uh, uh, smart about how we built it because we had been trading video game virtual items for almost 20 years. We built the biggest uh, blockchain or the biggest uh, video game marketplace. My partner actually started the very first video game marketplace that allows people to buy and sell video game virtual items for fiat for real money he did that in the 90s <clears throat> and then we had a, a a marketplace for skins which as i mentioned earlier are video game virtual items that are of cosmetic value they don't have in-game utility those that's like a 50 billion dollar secondary market so we were highly informed about what the market wanted for 
virtual item trading globally. And therefore, when we set about to build a blockchain, specifically one that was optimized for video game virtual items, NFTs, blockchain gaming assets, we were able to say what's really needed. You needed a blockchain that was very low cost, that was energy efficient, that was easy to use. You also had to have a wallet. Our wallet, I think, is the number one wallet by users for NFTs globally. We probably have 15 million or so uh, uh, registered users on the, the Wax blockchain wallet. That wallet was the very first wallet in the industry that allowed people to use it by just putting in your, your typical uh, Google or PayPal or Facebook login credentials. You didn't have to learn stuff like the um, and, and keep track of your private and, and public addresses on the blockchain, which are those very long alphanumeric digits that are easy to lose. Uh, we also have a, a really nice ability for people to trade on uh, their assets on the blockchain at virtually no cost uh, because of all the marketplaces that are on it. So we thought a lot about even the NFT standard. What should that standard be in order for people to be able to very easily change things um, because NFTs are going to evolve over time. And so it's really it was the very first blockchain purpose built for NFTs. And by the way, it is the most used blockchain in the world. There are days where there are more transactions on the Wax blockchain than there are on all the other blockchains combined globally, 20, 25 million. So uh, I guess you could say the, the proof of, of our concept is the fact that it's so used. All right, so the last question for you is of a personal kind. It is, what would you be doing in your life if not this right now? So it's funny because uh, I started out my career at Disney where I worked at a company that uh, had a phrase, consumers pray to the God of convenience, meaning make things really easy, easy to use, easy to understand. And I wind up at the end of my career with the most difficult to use consumer technology, really tough, which is blockchain based stuff. But I think the reason I'm here is in order to try to make uh, crypto much more accessible to, to the consumer mass market. If I wasn't doing this, I think I would be doing something else in the video game world. But if you're going to be doing something in technology and video games today, I think blockchain-based video gaming is the most exciting place to be. So this, I, I'm, I'm quite happy where I am.